0: Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first
1: purchase. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. With you don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it you're a freak with a dark shameful secret but you're not the only one get hidden financial fears with a blast of sun now your
0: healing has begun it's back with money with gabe s done Hello, welcome to Bad with Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm your host Gabe Dunn. This week we're going to lean into the feelings part of the show. <laughs> so, Sarah, can you introduce yourself and
3: tell my audience who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Sarah Faith Godestiner. I'm a creative for the last about decade. I have worked for myself in The intersections of creativity, spirituality, energy, lunar living, and all things feely, heely. I can't think of another third thing, but I started working in restaurants. I was a caterer. I was a nanny. I started working when I was about 12. And then I worked for some corporations and for some design firms and for some places you've heard of and places you haven't. And then I started working for myself. And then I built a business doing what I love, using my gifts, helping people, having fun, clearing blocks, transforming mindsets. And I'm just really thrilled to talk to you about money because I know you know so much because you've been doing this for so long. I've listened to this show and I'm so curious about how, like, your mindset or emotions have shifted, like, maybe even in just the last few months, or something that really was like an aha moment for you as you did the show. Oh, we're
0: head shrinking me now.
3: <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm curious because you've done a deep dive, like, you have gotten like your PhD in money, right? Like, by way of doing this.
0: I mean, I'm still not the best at it in the sense that I still make a lot of mistakes, but I don't think that that's necessarily precluding me from being able to talk about money because you're never not going to make mistakes. Even, you know, the people that invested in real estate, they could qualify that as a quote unquote mistake. People who work at hedge funds make mistakes. So it's, you know, I'm in good company, I guess. But a lot of it, yeah, is sort of like learning that I still will have so much that I don't know and that that's okay. And like, it's kind of funny. I've said before when people say, oh, you're a money expert or money guru. I'm like, yeah, but like I'm still (laughs) fucking up all the time. (laughs) So it's hard to be on top of every single thing.
3: I would say it's impossible. I would say that's kind of by design. I love how you brought up. I've been thinking a lot about how many business, like big tech business owners just fail horribly and then they're bailed out and then helped by the government and then they can start another one. And then there's like small business owners of which I am one. Who you know haven't been able to make it through the last three years through no fault of their own, and just how the systems set up in these different ways, and I think it's by design. I think it's one of those things that sort of like perfectionism or white supremacy or thin thinness or spirituality. Like you'll never get there, and you have to let go of wanting to be perfect or wanting to be like what does integration even look like when the system is so confusing and money is this really wild symbol of our desires, our shame, our fears, what we want, what we don't want, <laughs> like scarcity, abundance, performance, you know, it's all of these things, right? So yeah, one thing I wanted to ask you about, well,
0: I, you said a few things. So I wanted to ask you, you talked about like removing blocks. And so like, what does that mean? And how do you do that?
3: I think that money is this place where because it's a symbol, right? So, yes, it is a thing. Yes, you can hold money in your hand. Yes, you see it in your bank account. But for a lot of us, unconsciously or subconsciously, money is a symbol of either something, again, we really want and attach a lot of meaning and longing or we've set up so that it will always be far away from us in terms of we'll never be able to achieve it or get it or connect to it. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm a witch. I'm a spiritual practitioner. I practice magic in the sense that everything is a symbol and everything has energy attached to it, behind it, in it, on all different levels, right? So if we're going to start by removing blocks, we have to begin by looking at it looking at what we're trying to avoid, right? Looking at the unconscious scripts we've been handed by society, by our family. I also very much, especially in this country and in, in the United States, I see money as being really ancestral and really epigenetic. You know, it's like passed down unconsciously. There's all these contracts. If you grow up in a home where money was a stand-in for love, right? That's going to look really different than someone who maybe got to have secure attachment with their parents and intimacy apart from performance grades or like getting even like my partner and I were talking about this. So forgive me. It's just fresh on my mind how we will attach things that hijack our nervous system to being good. So, for example, we were talking about getting ice cream after doing a good job at a soccer game or something. It's so innocuous. It's really innocent. It's really beautiful. I'm not criticizing it, but I'm just thinking of all the ways in which we build performance and external approval into our wholeness and our well-being. And money is one of the ways that we do that, that we're taught that we're good, right? Or we're bad, or we're a mess, or we're this, or we're that. And so what we have to look at, it's so different for each individual, but where we can begin is looking at what money symbolizes for us, both on the spectrum of more uncomfortable and negative and more like exciting and expansive. And we have to see where that shows up in our energy, in our nervous system, and our behaviors, and our habits and in our mindset. And then slowly by slow, slowly, little by little, we can then begin to either integrate or dissolve. Like, so for example, with me starting a business, that you're like right there, right? Whenever you're a freelancer, whenever you're making money, period. I would say period. If it's for someone else, if it's you, I mean, you have to get really intimate with money and you have to see what you're afraid of. You know, money can be a resource, So, if you're avoiding it, maybe you're avoiding being more resourced or feeling more resourced or secure in your nervous system. And so that, like you're not used to it or you don't think you deserve it. Yeah. Or you don't, or you don't know how to accept it. You don't know how to receive. Your nervous system doesn't feel comfortable holding onto things or being grounded, right? That's like a really big one. So, you can start looking at, even how you talk about money, right? Like, if you're like, I'm I'm bad at money, what does that even mean? Like, what are you even telling yourself? You know, uh, I, again, I don't think there's a bad or a good. I think we're all just on a spectrum of relationship. Like, that's another really big witch 101 kind of hack, like life hack. Everything is a relationship. I'm in a relationship with you right here, right now, right? Whether we see each other ever again or not, we have a relationship. So what is that relationship consisting of energetically, habitually, behaviorally, intentionally? What energy and intention are we bringing up to it? And how are we showing up to that which we are in relationship with? And I think sometimes it's for me, it's it's been really useful to be like, we were never taught this, you know, like no teacher was like, I'm going to give you a dollar, five-year-old kid. How does this feel in your nervous system? Like, what would you like to do? You know, like we're, we're often told what we think. We're often told what we feel. We're often told what we're supposed to feel. And I love to be in the present moment and practice being in relationship with that, which we are looking to change our relationship with, you know, like if you're in a relationship with another person. You have to look at yourself. You can't just complain about the other person all day long. Right. I've been in a partnership for a very long time and there's been a couple of times where I've wanted to leave and like, as you, it's very normal. This does not mean it's a bad relationship. It's a great relationship. But I've had to look at myself and be like, well, but what do I need to change first? And that's the thing. Like the thing about money that's annoying is that it's always going to be there. Like we're always going to have I going to say you
0: can't break up with money. You can't break up with money. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible, and the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney, netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. NetSuite.com slash bad with money Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements... I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize, because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads difficult to use rarely updated so was monarch they built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad free and constantly improving based on customer feedback experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app it gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts investments transactions and more Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/badmoney. That's M O N A R C H M O N E Y.com/badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. We're driven by the search for better. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming and honestly I wish I had used indeed and I will use indeed in the future leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com badwithmoney terms and conditions apply. Need to hire?
3: You need Indeed. So what kind of relationship do you want to have? And what is within your capacity to begin with? That's the other aspect, right? Start with what your nervous system capacity is, what your imagination capacity is, what you can... What do you mean
0: by nervous system and
3: imagination? Sure. So a lot of times... It's our nervous system talking to us and we think it's maybe our fear or we think we're not doing it right. And it's our nervous system being like, this is too much. And then we go to numb out or our nervous system is like, so for example, I'll give you an example. I've worked with clients around money stuff and one of my clients realized every time she was going to send an invoice. And this is really normal. I'm talking about this because it's super normal. And I see it with my freelancers. Like they'll take like three months to send me the invoice. And I'm like, please just send me the invoice. We want to pay you. Right. So I had a client who realized she couldn't in her, her body would start freaking out when she went to send an invoice. Her nervous system went into like a combination of flight and freeze. Right. It was afraid. And so then what we had to do through my personal work with her it's like a process but we had to figure out what was going on with her nervous system what was what emotions and thoughts were attached to the nervous system freak out how were we going to titrate it and make her feel more secure what were some like somatic physical things that she could do how could she practice it and what were the kind of larger thoughts or beliefs that she could work on changing? Just like you said, Gabe, I'm not deserving to send this I when I first started freelancing and I got my first really good freelance job, I would feel like I was an imposter. I'd be like, they can't possibly be paying me for this work. It's like pretty easy. I enjoy it. I'm getting paid well. I'm getting paid my rate. I would feel like someone's, I, I would feel like someone was looking over my shoulder and gonna be like, get her. Like she shouldn't be getting paid for this because my whole life, my jobs. This is another thing I want people to think about. I don't only think our thoughts around money and work are formed from zero to seven or in our family of origin. I think our thoughts and feelings and behaviors around money and work are formed in the first series of jobs that we have. And so mine were like waitresses and like working really hard and running around. And I think looking at our first few jobs, you know, and how that kind of sets a baseline energy and energetic around money, work, worth, physical exertion, physical labor, you know, these are all things we want to be looking at when we're exploring. And we want to be curious and we want to be compassionate. We don't want to be shaming or judgy or either or or rigid we want to explore and that's where the imagination comes in because i know that people listening to this are creatives and you're so creative and you're so imaginative you have such a great sense of humor so you can bring in those other qualities that you so naturally have for me the other thing i had to do so like i have adhd my had a, i had very low self-worth that was definitely attached to money i have like a built-in propensity towards overworking which to this day i'm trying to like tamp down little by little. I had to, I had to gamify and funify my relationship with money. I had to like make it fun and give myself little goals and little ways that I, with my ADHD, being neurodivergent, being a weirdo, being queer, not having had anyone teach me these things, failing out of math because I have dyscalculia. I don't even know how to say it. I had to start doing things to make money and numbers fun. And that helped me to change my relationship with it. Have you changed your, like, have you made it more fun funner?
0: Well, it's interesting. A lot of, Uh, people who listen to this with ADHD who write in say a very similar thing that they need to gamify or they need to make it fun. And then the problem is, is that their brain learns the game and then they get bored of it. And then they need to make a new game, which is like a reoccurring theme that happens with people who write in with ADHD. It's funny. Like I am such a deeply unsymbolic person. Like I am like, I, that's why I wanted to have you on because i I'm like very I don't see like signs in things. I'm not like a a person who thinks that like, oh, if I see you know, I have friends who post like I saw this symbol and it means abundance for me. and I'm like, I love that for you or like you know, the sort of abundance manifestation or something. But I do think that I have a specific way of talking about my future that is largely, I try to keep it extremely positive in the sense that I don't want to say things are failing. I don't want to expect things to fail. I don't want, you know, and I've had friends or people sort of qualify that as delusion where they're sort of like, okay, you're saying that, you know, this is going to sell out and that's like pretty delusional, but like then it normally does pretty well. So I think like there's an element of delusion that keeps me going, which maybe other people might quantify or say is abundance mindset or manifestation or something like that. And it's just calling it something else. But I'm not like I'm I'm so I don't know. I'm so not that type of person, even though I am queer and I do believe in like astrology <laughs> and like, you know, that kind of thing. but. I just, yeah, I I wanted to have you on because I think it's just like you describe stuff as magic or, you know, witch. And like, what do you, how does that tie into money? Like, what do you mean by those things?
3: Well, like creatives, people who don't have a lot of resources or monetary resources, witches know how to make something out of nothing. Right. That's also something I think queer people are naturally gifted at in a way. And witchcraft, there's like a very famous definition of witchcraft, which is the art of changing consciousness at will. And all that means to me is not letting my temporary external circumstances control my future. Very similar to what you said with your positive future casting or future visioning, there's also been studies that have shown that having a healthy and positive relationship to your future self, like you in five years or like, why is old Gabe sitting on your porch with beans and a mug of tea or whatever that, hey, you're going to, you know, be hanging out? Yes, beans is immortal. <laughs> beans is going to be here 30 you years from now. live forever. Yes. Beans in whatever way, shape or form, right? That actually helps to heal trauma, like setting up a positive relationship with your future. Because a lot of us who have trauma don't have the best relationship with the past, Right. And also, when we're in the present moment, we're not attached to the past. We're not letting the past control us. It might be there in the form of text messages, emails, debt, you know, an annoying boss, whatever. But we're not letting that those circumstances tell us who we are and who we can be, you know, and I think that's what you're doing when you're you call it being delusional I mean, it sounds pretty sane to me. It's like, why wouldn't you pick a slightly more enjoyable future?
0: Hey, guys, Gabe Dunn here. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free. Videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories. And also now live hangs with me on Zoom once a month. So join the Patreon. And if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord. That's free. The link will be in the description. It's so fun. So many of you guys talk over there. It's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang so I get to put a face to a name. So yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen, I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies, like, probably for the last 10 years or something, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for discounts so you can live Claritin clear. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000-plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined easily find one near you with the chime app send and receive money use chime to pay anyone chime members or not and cash out your money fee free with Chime's secure credit card you can start improving your credit scores right away get started at chime.com bad money that's chime.com bad money chime feels like progress the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by The Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details.
3: to look forward to, right? Like worrying is casting a vote for a future you're not going to enjoy and it's making it so you can't enjoy the present moment either you know so it's very right
0: or even thinking or for me even thinking in the present moment like this is good like oh I have a lot of you know it's a difference like my co-host on my other show you know she's very much like we don't have we're not famous we don't have any fans and I'm like we are and we do but it's just like this very different Like she'll be like, well, we lose fans all the time. And I'll be like, I don't know that that's true. Like, I think we both have these very like I would never say that even if I thought that because to me, it feels like why are we putting this in the world? But yeah, anyway, what were you going to say? So I don't know, maybe I'm describing magic.
3: I think you're describing magic and Gabe, I think you're letting us all know that you have a naturally abundant mindset. You naturally have an abundant mindset, it sounds like, because like focusing on what you don't have, it's not the move. Like, like, so for example, I had, you know, when I started my business, I didn't have, I had something like $3,000 in savings where I was just like, oh yeah, I just need one month. You know, I need like, 5 weeks of savings and I've got this, you know. When I went to go out and freelance and 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 I started out by catering. Like I was catering in LA making $12 an hour because I actually couldn't it didn't work. Like I couldn't find my, the right clients to begin with. I think that if you have a north star and a vision that feels worth investing in, that also is an abundant mindset. And the and magic listen, magic is magic, manifestation. It's like hashtag so hot right now, you know?
0: (laughs) Come on this show, you know, and be like, it's a money show and be like talking about like magic and money. And like, I understand, you know, that it's not, people are probably coming into it very skeptical because of the way that the wellness industry has been Sort of torn apart in the sense, you know.
3: I mean, the wellness industry is a mess, it's it's it perpetuates white supremacy, it perpetuates hollow seeking of like ex like the external. I think that I mean, I could talk about the wellness industry for 97 years, so we're not gonna, I don't know that we're necessarily want to do that. It's not my jam. I think it does a lot of harm. I know that it's helped a lot of people too. So I don't want to give it a bad or a good label. But I think what we're really after as human beings, well, well, let's bring it back to money and magic. You can think about what you think money will give you as a way to start practicing magic around money. It's often what we want is paradoxical. And unique to us. So, for example, one of my earliest symbols that was tied in with money for me was the mix of security and freedom. I wanted both, right? That security that I thought money would give me, which isn't true, by the way, because you see people with a lot of money behaving in ways that don't, to me, illustrate that they're secure, like hoarding, like not paying their workers well like always needing more and more, like trying to get out of paying taxes. We could be her, like that is a scarcity mindset that is hoarding. That is not abundance, right? Like abundance is a generous mindset. It says, oh, there's enough for all of us. There's enough for beans. There's enough for Gabe. There's enough for Gabe's co-host. She can have more fans, <laughs> like whatever, you know, like there's enough. Abundance is, I think this is an important part, like abundance is enoughness. So if you are, if, and this is for all my ADHD friends, there has to be some element of, of satisfiableness or enoughness that will then perpetuate more. And so a lot of times I'll ask my clients, I'm doing an abundance class right now. I'll ask them, do you want more or do you want something different? Right. Like because often we think more will give us what we need, but maybe we just want something different. And it's time to explore those energies or those experiences or those forms of expression. So thinking about enoughness, thinking about that North Star, thinking about your symbols and what Abundance or money means to you. Like you're saying, oh, okay, I don't see like angel numbers, you know, but what does it mean? <laughs> right. Like it's not a coincidence, you know, all of that I have to laugh at. Right. But the basics of magic, I find that it's fascinating now that science is finally getting on board. Psychology is finally getting on board. Some of the basics are staying in the present moment, keeping your energy field your own and attuning with that which you would like it's about flow states right it's about not worrying too much if you can help it
0: what's a flow state
3: a flow state is is the kind of experience that you often have i would argue we're like in a flow state now when you're just having a conversation i mean i don't know how you're feeling but i'm fine we're having a conversation we're having fun we're curious like okay, this is going to be over in a couple of minutes. Wow, that just flew. Here we are. Flow states are, there's actually a whole book about it. There's these different elements of a flow state. One is rid of self-consciousness. So like getting rid rid of the ego, right? The minute you lose yourself, you're not like, oh, what are, what do they think about me? How do I have to show up? Oh, I don't have the right tie. You know, you're not in a flow state, baby. You know, you're showing up as you are, you're not being self conscious, your ego, which is the negative aspects of our ego, are self centered, right? So, again, abundance is generous. A flow state is generous. When we're of service, when we're sharing, we're very often in a flow state. We also have to have a combination. This is really good for all of us ADHD friends. There has to be a combination of something that's going to keep our attention. So, it's slightly challenging, it's slightly out of our comfort zone. And also will give us a reward almost immediately. Mm. Right? So you can think about being creative, writing some like w- creatives who are listening, you're often in a flow state when you look up at the clock and you've been working at You're on your script or your painting or your improv or whatever the hey you do. And you're like, oh my God, like two hours just went by. That's a flow state. And so we wanna be in flow as much as possible because all of the field of infinite potential is more available to us when we are in a flow state. Why? Because we're not thinking about ourselves or our small self or ego self. We're not like, oh my God, this is all going wrong. I look like a weirdo. Oh my gosh, the fans, they're dropping off like flies by the day. Like You're in your life. You're participating in your life. And when you participate in your life, life smiles back at you. Life is like, okay, They can handle what what I want. Okay, they're able to make space. All right. Their nervous system is nice and regulated or they can they can, you know, pull back or ground or resource or enjoy. You know, one of my spiritual backgrounds is in Kabbalah. I'm Jewish. The thing that blew my mind that I learned only as an adult that I never learned as like a little Jewish kid was one of the tenets of Kabbalah says, and I think about this frequently, the way that we give thanks to the creator, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, nature, God, goddess, godx, whatever, whatever your pleasure is, the way we give thanks to them for creating us is by enjoying our life. mm
0: The Kabbalah is interesting because there's so much like stuff about like, well, you're not supposed to study it till you're over the age of 40, which is kind of a weird thing that might sound strange to people who aren't Jewish or, you know, the way that it was sort of like co-opted by pop culture in this very strange way. But yeah, I think like the, the nervous system stuff is so interesting because some people I think feel like, They don't have the opportunity to do that, like that. It's just so go, go, go that there's like no opportunity to even to even regulate, which is why it's like you were saying it's so steeped in in trauma, so hard to to cycle out of. And like, especially when it comes to money.
3: One hundred. I often will have people in my classes or that I work with who are caretakers or they're working two jobs or, you know, they're. They're living, living in America, being a human being. And they're like, I don't have the time, you know, like that's the biggest thing. And so what I always suggest to them that anyone can do that I do, because I frequently don't feel like in quote, like I have the time. I will consciously pick activities that are not activating to me. I always use this one as an example, doing the dishes, taking a shower, walking the dogs, things you're just doing, cooking, whatever it is that often are neutral zones for you, nervous system wise. And then introducing somatic calming techniques such as breath, such as energy work, movement to those areas and see if you can just do it for three minutes or five minutes. Then little by little, when you know you have the things that will get your nervous system a little bit agitated and you know your own nervous system style, like so for me, it's more hypo arousal. So I'll just collapse or I'll want to scroll, right? It's not me being like agitated, like fight or flight. Once, once you know that starts happening and you can track it, little by little, doing little, the little practices to get yourself back into your window. So you want to do it both. And you want to do it when you're not super, when you're actually quite calm and you're feeling, you know, good and grounded. And then you want to add it little by little, right at the edge of your comfort zone, bit by bit. We never want to override, right? And, and keep at it consistently. I work with the moon a lot. The reason why is that Studies have shown, like, again, science has shown. So it's not just <laughs> me being some weirdo witch on a, like, like you know, you can Google it, baby. A lunar cycle is about 30 days. Is like 20, 28, 29 days. It used to be that people would say that habits took about 30 days. Now we know it's closer to about 90. So that's a season. That's another thing. That's like cyclical living. So you can live according to nature, live within your own nature, and you can pick a habit, pick a practice that you're doing little by little, day by day, and then take a look back and see, okay, it's been 60 days. Do I feel like slightly better? What has changed for me? Can Do I finally feel like I can tackle my student loan debt and like calling them on the phone and getting a plan together? What somatic exercises can I do? What would my future self say? Would my future self from three years ago be like, "Oh my God, you did such a good thing that day you finally decided to sit down and call your loan place and just see what it would be like? and then you started saving little by little. What does your future self? Is your future self like, "Thank goodness, Now we're on a plan. now we know." Like you, we want to bring in all the tools and modalities that work for us naturally, and like for you, Gabe you already shared like two or three different things you naturally do as part of your nature. It's not like you being outside your comfort zone. You want to take where you're resourced naturally and just apply it to the places where you might have a little bit more challenge or a little bit of like lack of belief. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And I think a lot of people listening to this show are introverted. I know you mentioned that on your website, but like are introverted, are very sensitive. So like the idea of some of these money things, which require calling, asking questions, standing up to people, insisting, it's insurmountable to them. Like they just can't, like, it, it, you know, I had a listener write in saying that, like, she hasn't opened her mail in three years. Like it's people that I think listeners to this show are people who are extremely held hostage by you know, social anxiety or anti-conflict or not wanting to get yelled at, not wanting the person on the phone to be mad at them, not wanting, you know, all of this stuff, which it, it does create like huge blocks to activity or change. And so, you know, I think that there are people listening for whom something like somatic work or breath work or things like that, like would be useful or even figuring out like what's a comfy place to sit when you make the call or having a friend. I mean, I, I sometimes will like, I want to make a call, but I need someone sitting next to me <laughs> till I can do it. Yeah. Which is, you know, it sounds, I mean, I'm the show where like, that's not going to sound silly because it, it it is just like you, you, it sounds like, you know, people who listen to these more aggressive shows are sort of like, why would it take you three months to call your student loan people? And it's like here, it's sort of like, yeah, everyone here is like basically on some sort of fight, flight, fawn, freeze situation. (laughs) If you're listening to this show, that's pretty highly likely.
3: And it's super normal. And I love that you brought this up because I think demystifying, making like normalizing it, showing folks that they can go little by little, bit by bit, call a friend, write out. I have a friend who has to write out scripts when she has hard conversations and she just reads it or has like things she can say when her mind goes blank, you know, around certain things. I think that figuring all of those out ahead of time and and just step by step, little by little and understanding that at the risk of sounding, you know, a little bit intense. Often the thing that is the block, A, we're ready, we're ready to work towards because it keeps showing up, right? Again and again, you're like, okay, here we go. All right, it's my nervous system. Oh, it's my fear of conflict. And how we transform ourselves can be through transforming our relationship with that thing, which then in turn transforms our relationship with ourselves, you know, but we have to go at the pace that feels good for us or
0: change the way that you think of yourself. I'm a person who doesn't open my mail. I'm a person who doesn't, you know, make say no to things. I'm a person who doesn't have a savings, whatever it is like, you know, you have ideas of yourself that I think people are worried about changing or are scared to change because it also is like highly embarrassing. <laughs> like a lot of it is like very embarrassing to like change or, you know, do things differently or ask for help or like it's all, I don't know, being a, being a, an introverted person, sensitive person is just highly embarrassing at all times.
3: <laughs> so yeah, finish your final thought. My final thought is you always have an opportunity to build a more secure, more resourced, more generous, more abundant relationship with yourself and with money.
0: I love that. And that's that's our magical episode, guys. <laughs> Where can people find you and more about you and your work?
3: You can go to moonstudio.co and sign up for our newsletter. That's the way you You can really get all of the goods. I also have a podcast. It's called Moonbeaming. You can Google it and you can Google me. And that's where you'll find me on the Internet, on the astral, on the physical. Just just put a little signal out. No, Google Moon Studio, the moon book, Moonbeaming podcast. And that's where you shall find me.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on my deeply unsymbolic
3: podcast. It was highly (laughs) symbolic and super fun. Thank you so much. It was such (laughs) a pleasure.
0: Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond M. Print Productions, edited by Diane King, post-production sound by Coco Lorenz and music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin and Jack Dolgen as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye.